Welcome to Broad Ideas. <laughs> Welcome to Broad Ideas. I'm Rachel Bilson. <laughs> I'm Olivia Allen. And I'm tired. Today. You're Rob. Oh. Yeah, you really missed what we were doing there. What's happening? What? Who who are you? <laughs> um, and I'm Rob. Wobby Wob. I'm Wob. So I I don't know if you told me, Rob, but anyways, when I learned that this person followed me on Instagram, like, that you told me? me? That was me. Okay. Yep. Good job, Rob. Thanks. Uh, I was, like, so flattered and so excited, and I was like, she knows who I am? Big fan over here. Yeah. You are? You no, are, Rob. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we know Rob's not a big fan of me because he was a fan of Marissa, but anyway, or, and, and Anna. Anna. We learned last week. All the OC gals. All the OC gals except for Summer. It's fine. It's fine, Rob. Um, but learning that she followed me, I like freaked out and I DM'd her. And when she responded and like I asked if she would come and chat with us. And she was so nice and like absolute. Anyway, I couldn't be a bigger fan. So the fact that she said, I'm always so scared when I like reach out to people. I know. It's weird. <laughs> Shut up rejection i'm scared of rejection um but she said yes and we get to talk to her today very exciting very special the lovely tommy dorfman sometimes when the world feels insane you can take a little peek inside of rachel's little brain all these thoughts are swirling round and to join us on this journey as we take a little ride we'll talk about dogs and kids and things we'll talk about chicks and tampon strings we'll talk about boys that make you cry we'll talk about death because people die um first of all thank you so much for oh my gosh. doing this i'm so excited i'm so excited <laughs> like are you kidding me well, when I saw that you followed me on Instagram, like I almost threw up. Like I was so excited. I mean, when you DM me, I, I actually did you a little bit. <laughs> That's the highest compliment. I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and then I was like, I'm going to be late for her. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, seriously. Olivia here, who you're meeting. This is Olivia. Hi. She Hi. was like, it was like 10 minutes to one. And she's like, you know, we record at one. And I'm in the kitchen making my daughter lunch. Like just, you know, going about my day. I mean, I'm literally <laughs> at the bike store. My fiance's bike got stolen <gasps> yesterday and she was out of town. So I was like, let me surprise you with a new bike. Because I told her it got stolen and she's like, that's her only mode of transportation. So she oh was God. obviously devastated. So I was just like in the bike store, like, ooh, what about these pink candles? And then <laughs> <laughs> my assistant was like, hey, what's your ETA? Um, it, you're going to be here in one minute. And I was like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> Let's see how fast um, this bike is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just threw it in the trunk. This like lovely Hasidic man helped me load my car. Oh my and gosh, wanted to actually talk to did. me about running. <laughs> And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, this is me running away from you. Yes, this is it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that not the worst when you're trying to get out of somewhere and you just find the talker of the century? <laughs> well, I mean, New York. They either want to like yell at you and not talk to you or like trap you. Right. In a corner forever. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you lived in New York? On and off for 12 years. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I came okay. here for college and then I tried LA like starting in 2017 and I've had a place there for four years. And then last year I gave that place up and just fully committed back to New York. I get that. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Georgia, in Atlanta. How was that? It was fine. It was great, actually, in a lot of ways. It was bad in all the obvious ways that, like, growing up in the South would be bad. But otherwise, it was great. Yeah. And, like, I could see myself moving back there, maybe, if I don't just, like, leave America. Right. (laughs) Which is very much on the table at this present moment. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it it was a cool place. I don't know if you've ever worked there. I have. If you can find community there and, like where to eat and like the, the basics of living really anywhere. It's right. great. I wouldn't be like, yeah, come here on spring break. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, Blossom, come here. Wait, is that your dog? Yeah, Blossom. I want to see Blossom. Is it Blossom named after the TV show Blossom? You're or probably Blossom? too young to know that. I've show? never, I haven't seen it. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> but she's named after Blossom Deary, who's like a very dead old singer from like the 50s. Okay, great. Who's like a very dead person. Could be more dead. God, I really, actually, I hope she is dead. <laughs> like, I should check that. <laughs> Can you run that real quick? No, I still, so, yeah. she writes the sweetest love songs in the world. Aww. They're like two minutes long. They're just like these like doo-woppy fucking like, I don't know. I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not like a cool music person, but I do listen to Blossom Beery. And when I met my person, we would send each other a lot of songs and I, I sent her a Boston Deary song and then it just became the name of the song. Aw, that's so sweet. I feel like when you fall in love, that is the first sign is when you want to share music or songs. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. I, I had never had that experience before. Really? And I was like an Apple Music person, for example, and then I got uh-huh. converted to Spotify. Same. Apparently, I was trashed. Yeah. <laughs> I, music. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, so, but either way, you should, after this, she died in 2009. Yes, yeah. yes, you see that? She died as a Pisces, but what yeah, was she? Yeah, she died as a Pisces, but what was she born into? <laughs> um, so you go either go to heaven or hell on, as the sign you die as. Um, no, I think yeah. Boston Deary, please listen. I don't know. I just came up with that in, uh, right now. Oh, that's not like a thing. No, but it like should be a thing. If you die as a Scorpio, you're like, in no, the that's a sex thing. pit of. We could probably start a cult based on this lie that I just told you. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100% we could. What sign are you? Um, I'm a Taurus. Aww. Love Taurus. My Grounded. mom's a Taurus. May 13th. What are you? I'm a Virgo. I'm a Libra. One of my best friends is May 13th. Actually, no. You're wrong. That's my wedding anniversary. Nope, I was got like, it wrong. I know. I was like, there are a few of us. Uh, that's May 13th. Anniversary. That's my wedding mm. anniversary. Uh, August, mm-hmm. my, yeah. I share a birthday with Blake Lively and Regis Philbin. May he rest in peace. How dead is I he? I wonder what sign he died Blake as. Is so nice. That's a nice person to share a birthday with. Yeah, mine's Lena Dunham, who is one of my best friends. And then Rob Pattinson. Oh, Rob who, Pattinson. Okay. Who is not one of my best friends, but I love to see <laughs> but do it. You want uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We've met a few times. He thinks he seems like a lovely, very attractive person. Uh, very talented. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm in her movie that is, I think, I think it's out in theaters now. So I guess wow. I would uh, be in trouble if I didn't plug that. Yeah, absolutely. Go see Sharp Stack. Thought you were talking your about some partner. My part is like the. No, no, no. The, what's your partner? I'm still stuck on the sign. Oh, she, we can't get her out of. Oh, she's yeah. an Aries. Oh, love that. My mom and dad, Aries. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, deeply intense. Um, my daughter's your dad. daughter's an Aries. No, my daughter's a Scorpio, but her dad's an Aries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you did the movie with Lena, and wait, is I that did. the one that Christine Froseth is in, or no? Yeah, yeah, she's in it. She's so good. How amazing is she? She's. Incredible. I love her. Yeah, she's like one of the most present people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, and she's so talented. Effortlessly so. So oh my god. Talented. Well, I'm so excited to see the project. And I'm a huge fan of Lena Me too. Dunham's. Like, she's just, I mean, talk about talent. So you said you found your person. Yeah. Are, so you're, are you either of you married right now? I'm married. Okay. Right now. How, and May 13th <laughs> is your wedding anniversary. Of how long? Casper was just asking me, and I'm like, I think five years. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. we had a kid before it might getting be married. Six years. So that's yeah. really cute. I like that. Yeah, so we just kind of don't really think about dates much or anniversaries. Right. Or we're just like in it, you know? <laughs> How old is your kid? I have two kids. One is six and one is three. Do you want kids? I do at some point. Not today. <laughs> you only have a puppy. But yeah, and I think when I have kids, I, I, it's like I, I want to be a very present parent. So I want to be in like a situation that allows that for me. Right. If I want to take, you know, time off and things and I right now I just don't feel like I'm quite there. Yeah. No, you're very young. You got plenty of time. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm the youngest of five. I don't know how you are. I am and I don't I don't know how they did that. It's intense. It five is. kids is nuts, really. It's yeah. a lot of kids. So you have brothers or sisters or I have one sister and three brothers. Okay. And they're all in Atlanta. They all have kids. And she was actually just talking to my niece this morning because uh she's I know, twelve. And she wants to be an actress. Oh boy! What Bless advice did heart. you give her? <laughs> well, like I, I mean, like a month ago, she texted me about wanting to have an agent, and she and her parents were like, "What is this?" Like, so today was the call about like, "What does an agent do?" And what is an agent? Because no one in my family is in this industry, mm. and I was like, "I would love to know, actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> what <laughs> what does what does an agent do?" <laughs> So we just talked through some of that and I was like, I would never tell anyone to do this. No. Would you ever tell anyone not to? Um, no. I don't think that's really my job either. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with someone if they like ask what it is or what it's like, right? I mean, I probably would be the type of person who like if I was in acting class with somebody and they were like really bad, I, I would probably... Or if I, like, I, if I was a teacher <laughs> or something, I would probably be like, why don't... Like, why? <laughs> right. <laughs> but but just so one time I did actually broach that topic with... Uh, an acting teacher of mine when I was in my early 20s. I'm 30 now and Vance. I love Vance. And uh, I was like, so what's going on? Because like I've been in class with these people. We've been in this class for a year. And like, like, why, why? Like, why do you, why? And he was like, you know, people are here for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. And, that, and from that moment on, I was like, okay, it is not my job to uh, tell someone to do this or not do this or dictate why they're here or I mean, across the board, honestly, if I could just remember that, that would be great. I know. Because I have that problem. <laughs> I do too. I have a problem where I want to control things. Yeah. Uh, everything. So <laughs> the thing is, so my niece, she, she called me like a few months ago and she was like, I'm going to audition for this like summer teen theater program. And would you be down to listen to my audition songs? And I was like, oh God, uh, Sure. <laughs> can't wait no idea where this could go like it could be so good it could be so bad i have no idea and she's a very like shine kind of insular kid and so in my head i was like well this is gonna be rough for me um <laughs> so i was like yeah just call me and so they were like we'll facetime you and i was like oh my god 
okay, so I'm going to have oh, to like shit. really reel it in. She was so good. Oh, which was great so because I was, it, I would have had to do like the thing where you put the phone down because you're just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, I can't, I have no <laughs> poker face, but she was actually really good. So I was like, okay, go on. Yeah. That's really sweet though that she came to you. Really you know. cute. Yeah. But I also, I don't know. I didn't start working until I was 25. So I don't know the experience of like, well, when did you get into it or when did you decide that's what you wanted to do? I mean, I think. I always wanted to do it. I just had some like life stuff to figure out. And mm-hmm. I went to college for acting. And while I was there, I was still like deciding while I was there and I was living in New York. It wasn't like, did I want to do it? It was like, could I do it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like trying to be honest with myself, like, would I be okay with this taking 10 years? Yeah. Or however right. long. And that was actually a question they asked me. They were like, how long do you think it'll take? Like, if it's like six months and she hasn't booked something. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh, babe. Well, like one, she's a fetus. So like, what's the rush? And pray that she doesn't book something for five years. Yeah. Uh, and like, and goes to school and like does things. But for me, once I sort of came to terms with that, at the end of college, I was like, okay, no, I'm actually going to pursue this thing. And I was like, I guess like 21, 22 when I really made that decision. And then I was 20. I just turned 24 when I got my first job. What was your first job? It was uh, 13 Reasons Why. It was yeah. It was first your first job. job. Dude. Mm-hmm. From like basically an open call. Wow. 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 Such a good part too. Such a freak show. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was so much fun. It was great. It was like summer camp. I mean, I'm sure you had this experience. I don't know if you worked before the OC, but like... No. The OC was my first... Yeah. Yeah. Like big job. Like similar, you were really young. Were you? I was 21. 21. Oh, no. That's great. The 21 is like a reasonable age. 21 is, I feel like, when I really felt like I started to sort of make some like adult decisions. Right. That felt there was like a turning point for me around 21. Yeah. That, I, I was grateful that I was 24. Yeah. And that yeah. was the job. And I didn't know what I was doing on the show. It wasn't a series regular at first. I was a co star at first because I didn't have agents or like anyone negotiating on my behalf. So I think it was just oh, like wow. they were like, oh, we can get you for $4 and you're not going to have any idea what's going on. Ugh. Right. Right. And then like a couple episodes in, I'm getting talked to about stuff I'm doing later. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, and I was like, how much are you making? And I was like, <laughs> why? Why am I making $1,000 an episode? Um, and I'm in every episode. And then, you know, like press and promo stuff. And so I was like, oh. So then when we went back for season two, I had a little bit more leverage. But at the time, I was just like, so excited to be working and still so grateful for that opportunity. Were you mad at your character? When you publish the poem. When I publish the poem. When you fucking publish no, the poem. No, I think... Like, did you judge your character? Were you cool with... Like, what? I try, I try not to judge my characters. Too much. <laughs> I, get my, I get in my own way. I'm going to get really actory with you. Yes, I mean, yeah, I if I was watching do. it, I'd be like, wow, that's a really, like, uptight character who's, uh-huh. like, not well, uh, who, like, could really use a drink and, like, have some fun. Um, and maybe like get fucked. Yes. But which is a weird thing to say about a teenager. I'm sorry. Like I that came out really wrong. But, but you I think weren't like, really my, a teenager. But I was so playing it's fine. that role and I was 24. Right. And like, of course, right. there was that side of it. But I think for me, I believe that even if you're a villain, you think that you're doing the right thing. Well, you don't think of yourself as a villain, right? When playing no, a villain. Exactly. And I think right. and actually I don't think my character was that villainous. I think my character was just like really honest. Yeah. But unfortunately, like unfiltered honesty doesn't get you very far. And like that's sort of the lesson maybe that Ryan learned by the end, whatever right. the end was, was like, yeah. oh, you can't really 
live life by like running people over and like making decisions on their behalf. Circle back to what we were That's talking it. about. That's it. Yeah, because it's your honesty is different than someone else's honesty. A hundred percent. And I don't, I don't think she, I don't think she, like all my characters have all transitioned. Uh, no, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Ryan transitioned. Uh, I think he just genuinely thought what he was doing was going to like liberate her in some way and free her and like excavate yeah parts of herself that needed to be seen and even like protect her in some way and like give her a sense of confidence when in fact it sort of obviously was a betrayal of trust. Mm, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wondered that. I'm like, how did you feel about that when that happened? Because mm. we're so like kind of, we're rooting for you and in with you and being like, yeah, she does need to explore all these things. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And then it... Teen shows are so funny. <laughs> I feel like it's like such a nice rite of passage to have like come through a teen soap opera. I don't know if you feel yeah. this way, but it does. It feels like anytime I've met other people who've had that experience, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, hello. <laughs> you know what this <laughs> oh, is hello. like. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah, yeah, we're yeah, one yeah. of the same. <laughs> kind of. And- yeah. Well, it's pretty surreal. And like, you're, you know, the show was hugely successful and popular and obviously mm-hmm. launched. I mean, it's still, I think it's still like top five most watched shows of all time for now. Yeah. Which is crazy. So you went from, you know, the open call for this and then to the whole world opening up to you. Yeah. And all this is happening while a lot in your life was like, you know, transforming and becoming, you know, all this other stuff was happening at the same time, right? So you're in the spotlight. I mean, I don't know if you felt like when stuff started picking up in that way, your anonymity was being negotiated or your privacy was being negotiated. For me, I feel like I kind of got stuck in time for a minute. Mm. Like I actually had to put a lot of stuff that I maybe thought I was going to work on or thought I would do or like personal developmental things. I kind of like had to compartmentalize those things and put them away. So when it came to like anything around like dysphoria or gender or stuff that had already been really present, I was like, nope, like that's not for now. Like I'm working. Yeah, but you've kind of talked about how you didn't make some declaration and you kind of were just going through this personal thing on your own. Well, yeah. And I would say like in those early years of working, I was just trying to understand. I think if I hadn't booked that job, I would have started transitioning a lot sooner. Okay. I think because like my work being so tied to my body mm-hmm. and like face and like identity or like mm-hmm. whatever I've been identified as, it delayed some of my growth and some of my like right. maturation in my mid-20s. That makes sense. And I also think I made decisions that were just not aligned with who I really was or what I really wanted, but like out of fear. Right. I probably got married for the first time now upon reflecting on it for safety because it felt just like a safe, secure space that I could carve out for myself in a world that was like ever-changing. And I was just like dealing with other stuff that I didn't really know about yet. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of know? Like, did you feel like your whole life you knew you identified more as a woman or... You know what I would say is I always felt like I wasn't ever the right age, mm. which I don't think is entirely true. I think that was just like my way of like understanding that like, oh, I was maybe never in the right place. I always felt like I wasn't in the right place at the right time. I always felt like I wasn't really meant for the world that I was living in. You know, people are like, I should have been born in the 80s or something. Yeah, like, right. I always had that feeling. Oh, interesting. And then when I started transitioning, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like totally meant for this body and meant for this time and meant for this world. I just like was wearing a sweater that was three sizes too small. <laughs> for 28 years. So, Aren't you sober as well? I am sober, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, because I remember when I first She's got sober. She's sober 11 years. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I told my mom, like, the only way I can explain what I'm feeling is I'm really homesick, but it's not for this planet. Mm-hmm. It's like you get dropped off 
as a kid and you're like, when is someone coming to get me? I feel that is so true. Having had both experiences. I was 21 when I got sober. And I actually often described my first year of transition as my first year of sobriety. It was like doing my birthday for the first time, doing Christmas for the first time, going to a party for the first time, going on vacation for the first time, like all of those milestones in early sobriety. I felt like I had to do all those things again, but like as a woman. Right. And every day it still feels that way because as my body takes a new shape and a new form, like more organically, just simply from like hormones, right? And like life, I'm then confronted with new challenges of whatever mm-hmm. that is, whatever being like right. more passing is. Or, but there's also like an inherent safety thing that I'm always coming up against. Uh, it's like, yeah, you can imagine <laughs> I that. get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's very, uh, it's very similar to my first year in sobriety. It feels like very odd and confusing and every day feels different. Wow. Yeah, because you're here. Yes, because I think if you're living with dysphoria, it's not so dissimilar to like living like actively in alcoholism or addiction. You're mm-hmm. living in a fog. You're like living underwater, basically. Mm-hmm. For me, I always felt like other people had a guidebook for life that I just never. And I'd always be like, how did you know to brush your teeth twice a day? That's crazy. Mm. Or like, you know how to make a bed? Or like, <laughs> just like these simple, yeah. basic human things yeah. that were just were not available to me. Yeah. Or like emotions. I was like, oh, you feel emotions outside of acting? That's weird. <laughs> acting felt was like the only way I could feel things until I started transitioning. And then it was like, Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's incredible in how just everything, obviously in this day and age and and how beautiful it is that, you know, people have you to look up to and and Mm. admire. And, you know, there's so many people that I think are still in that fog. And I think it's, it's beautiful to have an example like yourself and how successful you are and beautiful and all of it. Thank you. Did your family support everything? Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm really lucky. I would attribute like any and all of my success to my family in a lot of ways because Aww. even if it's like simple successes, like the small things, even this idea that like I could be an actor or like could be a filmmaker, or, like could do these things that felt so far away in Georgia with like parents who work in the car industry, they were always like, sure. It's not to say that there weren't some conversations. I think when anyone transitions or anyone has a, you know, it's like if you have a baby, everyone in your life shifts and changes to like you right. now being a person who's a mom. I think the stakes are different and I think circumstances are different. And I think like the society expectations of us are different. But I think ultimately, when you're thinking within your core unit of people who love you and support you, they kind of have to come out with you in whatever way, shape, or form you choose to come out. I don't know if your parents are in this industry, but it's like, I would imagine... My dad's side is, yeah. But still, like whenever you became famous, it changes your family time, right? It changes probably more so maybe if you didn't grow up in LA, but I think like... sure. Any of those things can change the way that other people relate to you or speak on your behalf. And so I think my Mm -hmm. parents had to confront a lot of that within, Mm. you know, extended family and community and like workplace stuff. And they then had to sort of come out with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. It takes time. And I'm just grateful that they were really willing to listen and learn and like willing to like not be right all the time. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. Always hard. And similarly, I had to be patient with that and be like, I wish you would just get this now. I think I feel really grateful that all of these things are things that I've done with more autonomy Mm -hmm. and like more independence because Mm -hmm. it's given me freedom to do things the way I want to do them. You know, you have brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews, right? So like, how is that you know, with the kids or was there a certain way like 
you know, to talk to them or did you talk to them? And Kids are so funny. I think they're just like, okay. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got, it's like I have a bunch of nieces yeah. and nephews and they're just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like nothing, right? Literally like nothing. Yeah. I did not talk to anyone other than my parents and my, my core siblings and a couple cousins. I sent an email mm. that very specifically was like, no need to respond. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you know. This isn't a conversation. Like I wasn't opening the door Good for, for conversation. Good I was you. just like, hi, this is the deal now. Hope you're all safe and well. Sorry, COVID sucks. Please do not <laughs> respond to this email. If you have questions, use the internet. Literally, I was just like, wow. best of luck. Not like about me, just like if you're like, what is yeah. trims? I don't need to answer this for you. Like there's, right. you live near a library. If you choose to not <laughs> use the internet, like there's so, and I would say this to like anyone about most things that are like sensitive. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if someone is dealing with a health thing, like you don't need to ask them all about it all the time, unless it's like this kind of thing and we're choosing, right, to participate in right. that. Yeah. But I think like at the time I was like, yeah, you know, my time is not going to be spent well if I'm just like fielding questions and calls from family members who may or may not totally get it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like when everything went down and people were doing the Black Lives Matter and then everyone started reaching Mm. out to their Black friends being like, educate me. And they're, you know, certain people are like, hey, like you can read a book. Like you can learn about this stuff too. It's not my job to educate you on what this is. Right. Is it annoying? Not the family and all of that, but like even in this conversation, because Rachel and I talked about it before. Right. Like, of course, like all the questions you think of and you're like, well, what is, okay. You know what I mean? What's okay? What's annoying? What are you sick of <laughs> talking about? Yeah. It's like with anything else, I'm sure it just depends on the day, right? You're like, right. I don't want to talk about this or I don't. I think for me, it's like, I've had moments, of course, where I'm like, uh, so like sick of t- and I am yeah, like, I'm personally, obviously, I'm like sick of hearing my own voice talk about these things. But then there's other sides of it where it's like, well, who's ever listening to this podcast might not have had exposure to me through other avenues. Mm-hmm. might be getting this from a different point of view. And so if that's what's interesting to you, and this is your floor, really, right? That I'm like, I'm a, a guest in your living room, if you will, on the internet. <laughs> then <laughs> I know, unless I like prior to this was like, absolutely not. I pretty much am 100% certain those are questions that are going to come up. I get both sides of that. Yeah, you do interviews and it's like the same things over and over again. But you're like, oh, well, this person hasn't heard this. Or you know, maybe they have or whatnot. But also... It's kind of like speaking at a meeting. You're like, this isn't about me anymore. I'm showing up so that the one person in the room that may need to hear what I had to say. Exactly. So it's like, you might have to qualify 150 times in your life or whatever if you're a 12 stop. But it'll be different each time. I can see the glass half empty version of this is like... And I have these moments where I'm like, it really is like so shitty that I have to transition publicly. Mm-hmm. That like, even if I disappeared and didn't work, it wouldn't really matter because I'm at a certain point. And frankly, just because I'm transitioning, just like anyone else, like I'm not in a financial position not to work. I need to work. I want to work. And I love right. working. And I like telling stories and I like doing these things. So it took me a few years after starting my career to figure out how I was going to do this in a way that I felt okay with and to also just accept certain realities of that choice yeah, as they are because this is just the hand of cards I've been dealt, right? And I think rather than fight that, which I was trying to do for a period of time, 
I ultimately just had to decide that this is just the life that has chosen me or the life that I've chosen, like whatever way you want to I'm just like, well, this is it. This is how it's going to go. And is there a part of me that really wishes for like a completely anonymous transition where I could like move to a different city and get a different job and have nobody know me before, not be Googleable? Sure. Mm. Or start my career after, of course, right? Like it sucks to like go to my Wikipedia page and it'd still be a picture of me as a boy from 2017 because for whatever reason, Wikipedia can't change my fucking picture. <laughs> it's very much the reality of my circumstances. And I remember I was dating another famous person for the first and last time I'll ever do that last mm-hmm. summer. Fuck, nightmare. Uh, don't I mean male actors are not well um, especially if they're successful so I was the first time I'd ever dealt with any type of like public attention it was also a really vulnerable time in my life and I just remember feeling like so mad yeah that I didn't have the sweet space that I had had during COVID that really needs my transition where I had full control over how my body was viewed how I was talked about what I talked about I very intentionally haven't worked since shooting Sharpstick as an actor. I've been doing a bunch of other stuff because I don't want to immortalize my body in those ways right now. I do now. Now I'm kind of getting ready, but I actually like won't be able to until next year because of other stuff. But mm. it just was an interesting experience of being like, oh. And then I was really freaking out because I'd never dealt with paparazzi. I'd never dealt with any of those things. And it felt like right. a really vulnerable time to have to deal with that stuff for the first time. <laughs> And I called a friend and I was like, who has dealt with a lot of this stuff for many, many years. And I was like, this is so fucking shitty. She's like, yeah, you know, I totally hear you. And also probably great for like whatever random trans kid in yep. like Baltimore or fucking <laughs> Minnesota to look at her mom's us weekly and see your photo in it. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. But then you're like, right. Okay. Great. Glass half full. Like, I have a very, very rare opportunity to be an example of this to people, Mm. right? And I'm one example. I'm not the example by any means. I just have like a unique experience of transitioning, having already had a life publicly. Right. Which not that many of us have. I think it makes it very powerful. Yeah, I think so. I like to think so on good days. On other days, I'm like, oh God. Yeah, but I think like, you know, here's like a really stupid, like minimal example. But there's someone famous. They've been out there. They had a huge mole on their face, right? They get it yeah, removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Literally, <laughs> like they get yeah. I know you're no, like, know. she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And at first you're like, you're crazy. they're like, oh, they totally removed that mole, you know? And then time goes on and you're like, you don't even remember it was there. Is this a real person? Yeah, I know. Or is this, this a is. metaphor? It's both. Okay. I was thinking of the one, the only. Sarah Jessica Parker. Hello. Okay. Okay. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. No, I think that's true. By the way, people are going to be like, you're like comparing transitioning to a mole. No, 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 no. But I'll advocate for you and I'll back you on that because I think, I hope it's not that big of a deal. It is that because this is you now and in the public eye. And that's everything you see. And obviously, was Sharpstick, was that your first role as a female character? Sharpstick was, it was like, Lena was shooting that movie and asked me if I wanted to play for a day. Like, come on, just play this role. Knowing that I was like early in my transition and I was like, actually, I think it might feel really good to like have my first experience, even though people don't know that I'm transitioning necessarily, 
be with my best friend mm. and like people that I trust and people that I've already yeah. have relationships with. Like, right. you know, I already knew a lot of the other people who were in the movie at the time. So I was like, great. And my scenes were with people I'd already met really before. And DP was great and Cosper. It's just like everyone was so great. And I, I knew that I would be protected by her in that situation because she really mm. advocates for safety across the board mm-hmm. in her work. Yeah, so it was the first experience I had and it felt really nice. And then I was like, okay, I got to step out of this for a minute and like figure out what do I really want to do. I feel like what you did, one of the things my mentor always tells me is like, we turn our have to's into get to's. Mm, Yeah, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I get to. Mm -hmm. And there'll be things that are mind-blowing where I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, can I use that in this instance? Like I was with my kid at the hospital and Mm. it hit me and I was like, I get to be with my kid in the hospital where I could be like, I have to, right? Just like you're talking about with the transitioning and taking that glass half empty and turning it half full. And it's like, I get to transition in front of people and like I don't know even the little things of like how it's still a picture of you Mm. as a boy I'm like well what if it wasn't and like what if someone saw you today and they looked you up and it's all you and your beautiful woman glory would that pull in the kid that needs the permission Right. Like there, there's like little, I still want them to change your picture if you want your picture changed. I mean, but what so I'm... badly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's why I haven't archived all of my Instagram, oh. you know. Mm-hmm. And your, you know, your name, which I read, which was beautiful that you, you know, kept Tommy. Yeah. Similarly to that, I felt uh, there were other, there's other trans people who haven't changed their name. And, I, and some of them I talked to when I was early in my transition and, they gave me permission, similar to how I hope I give other people permission in the same way. Or like right. show that there's not... I think there's a misconception that transition is like a destination, that it's black and white, when in fact, it's like a verb and it's really active and it's present mm-hmm. and it's it's an evolution of self. We're all evolving. We're all transitioning in a myriad of ways. We're getting married. We're getting divorced. Right. People are dying. Things like rupture and fracture our lives across the board through different experiences. And I think... I just needed to see and hear that other people did this differently than I thought I had to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that to me has been such a gift. And then I get to pass on my experience and then sort of like, and so the story goes on and on mm-hmm. and on and on. <laughs> yeah. And you were named after your uncle, right? Yeah. I was named after my uncle who I, oh, he's, well, he's right here if you want to see him. And that's me as a baby. Oh, that's so sweet. It's really cute. Yeah, that's 1992. So it's like maybe two weeks before he died. Wow. Of cancer. So he already knew he was dying. I always think that would be like such a crazy experience to hold a newborn knowing that you're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it just, um, I love him. I think it's just felt important to me. It felt like a thing that there are few things in my past that I want to like hold on to, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not always such a sentimental person. You know, sometimes I wish these things were video recorded because watching you and holding that picture and feeling what comes forward (laughs) for you during that is really moving. And Mm. you can tell it's like completely in your heart chakra. And for whatever reason, this person deeply affected you. You can see that. I think if you're, I mean, I'm sort of of the like, ghosts are real. 
if we were to simplify it, world where I'm like, oh no, like I feel like very connected to parts of my ancestry and I feel very not connected to other parts of it. And that's fine. To me, I've always felt like this really intense, like I've been like cared for by this person. Mm. Your angel. Yeah, very much. I'm like, that's my... And anytime, like when I moved to LA, everyone was like, do you want a tarot card reading? Like, you know, it's like, very, it's like, hey, have you ever thought of like talking to your dead grandma? And you're like, oh yeah. I'm like at like uh, some like weird Hollywood fucking Halloween party. And there's like 17 different like oracles there. And you're like, oh, sure. I'll go into this room. Um, but every time anything like that has ever happened to me or I've like called on whatever, I've, like had a session with someone in that space, which is not like a regular person. Like I was like, I do it maybe like once or twice a year in different ways that are interesting to me or the same person I do once a year now, which is really fun. But every time that's ever happened or like occasionally a very like spiritual masseuse will be like, oh, you have like a lot of angels around you. And I'm like, <laughs> they all say the same thing. And I'm like, oh right. yeah, no, I think it's just, maybe they say that to everybody. But I'm like, no, I think it's just like the same one. Yeah, you're like, it's just my, yeah, it's my that's uncle. It's just Tommy. my dead uncle. He's just yeah. here always. He's just always we're here. Like, we're vibing. <laughs> yeah, I think there's so many things that make me believe in a higher power, if you will, right? That have happened mm-hmm. in my life. Like so many scenarios in which like I should not have survived or should have gone way worse or happenstance or serendipitous things mm-hmm. or manifested thing, whatever you want to call it. But I can't not believe there's like somebody sort of just like pushing me a little bit in different directions and just helping guide me and also letting me make these big mistakes and learning from them. So yeah, I, I love him. Yeah. Well, we can feel it for sure. You know, when we said, if you say anything and then you go back and think about it later, I can't stop thinking about the mole because it sounds like I'm minimizing so much and I wasn't. Okay, no, I let it go. no, 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 I no, no. I, I know, but you know how you I do think that? It's you get in your head? Better. Of course I do. You literally all the time. No, I think it's better. I actually think I appreciate whatever if you want to call it minimizing because I think so often people like tiptoe around trans stuff with me or they're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so... And sometimes right. you're like, no, it's just like I had my mole removed. It's like, isn't right. that so that. Okay, I love it. Great. So I'm actually grateful because <laughs> I think like I would much rather someone take that point of view than okay, like, cool. the harrowing <laughs> experience of like the trauma well, yeah. that you must deal with. Right. And it's like, no, I just like popped an estrogen pill and called it a day. Like, right. you know, like <laughs> let's move on. I mean, I wish it was one pill. I actually just gave myself a shot for the first time. Just so oh you, ha- oh, you have to give yourself, you do it yourself? Well, so no, so I I was like taking pill form estrogen, which is like the same as like, you know, menopausal women take or whatever too. Right. And right. then I was like, I want to try shots because it can, it's just a different experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to give shots. I've never even right. played a doctor on TV or anything. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I've played a doctor. I could do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe in you. I believe you could. And my fiance, she knew how. So she did it for me the first few times. And then she was out of town and I was like, Uh-oh. oh no. <laughs> So we FaceTimed and she walked me through it. Aww. And I just like did Yeah, you just got to do it. Wait, can I ask you? So she, so your fiance, she, is she a transgender? Is she a no, woman? No, just a cis woman. Just a woman. Yeah. Just a woman. Gay girl. <laughs> gay girl. <laughs> <laughs> just a gay girl. Yeah. There's something yeah. really distracting. Sorry. I want you to go back to what you were saying. No, no, no. Your no. What's, arms what's just... are so, oh. I'm an arm person. <laughs> And like the whole time, I'm like, I'm listening. Trust me from my heart. No. But I'm looking at... Also, don't. (laughs) Don't listen. Don't listen. listen. Just look at my arms. (laughs) No, but you have such beautiful arms. What do you do? 
This is a tangent. I do very little, to be honest. Um, you do. I mean, one, I was a boy for many years who worked out <laughs> a lot. And I was a ballet dancer for many years. And so I have a certain level of like tones and girth that I cannot get rid of. It's gorgeous. Actually, you complimenting my arms makes me feel really good because I'm really euphoric because it's the thing that I'm the probably, inarguably, the most self-conscious about. Because <gasps> I feel like my shoulders are too broad, my arms what? are too no. big, they look kind of fat. No, I, I like I'm nope. very careful about what I wear and how I pose, and like if I'm on a red carpet or if I'm like doing whatever editorial or campaign or something. I'm very, very, very self conscious about my arms. Oh wow, isn't well, that funny? Yeah, because that's my main uh, thing absolutely. too. Absolutely, your arms are arms. beautiful. So all I look at in people is arms. Like I'm an arm person. And the whole time, I'm just like, they're beautiful. They're so gorgeous. Like your broad yeah. shoulders and their tone. It goes and to show and you what you think and what you see in your own mind. is, is just bullshit. your own fucking bullshit projecting out your eyeballs, which is just not the truth. It's so important for people to hear that. <laughs> your face, right? I it do really wish people is, could see. Though. It's important for people face. to hear that. That like the things that they're walking around thinking absolutely they're being judged for or aren't perfect or aren't great are the things we are looking at being like, I love that. Yeah, like, damn. I wish it's I had those It's just the arms. lies of the mind. Yep. Mm. The lies it of really the mind. It really is. And I actually, so I, so in last fall, I was like still kind of in LA. I had just got a place in New York, like a temporary rental. And like, just like trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. I'd just gone through like a harrowing relationship experience with this boy. I was just like in recovery from like yeah. the emotional abuse of that situation. And I was like, oh God, what do I do now? And I became friends with someone, another sober person. We met like at Ray's, this like dive bar in New York. And we like hit it off. I was like, what's going on? Are we like having a flirtation? She's like so hot, like surfer, bro, like straight mm-hmm. from San Diego, like, from like Orange County, San Diego mm-hmm. area. I don't know, something around that area. And then when we were all were in LA for around Thanksgiving or something, I was like, come over, like when I have like a pool party at my house or whatever before I got rid of it. And I was like, yeah, like come over, we have a little pool party. And that night we went to like a bar and he was like, I just have to say, you look really good. And I was like, (laughs) and he was like, I I don't want to be like inappropriate, but like you have like the hottest arms. Yes. See? And I was like, really? (laughs) <laughs> I hate my arms. I feel like they're gross. He's like, no. And I was like, okay. We never actually hooked up or anything. And then I brought him to a friend's birthday and we were in the kitchen of this birthday. And it was like a month later. And he was like, when do I get my first Tommy kiss? And then we kissed. And, I, and then I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> walked away. You walked out. <laughs> I was like, I think I like kind of like crushed his ego a little bit in that moment. Because I was like, okay. And like we kissed and then I just left him in the kitchen. <gasps> And then I went to my friend who uh, is just like a cis girl, Alana, and I pulled her in the bathroom and I was like, it was her birthday. And I was like, Alana, I don't know what just happened. And then I walked away and she was like, you walked away? I was like, yeah, because I don't think he likes me like that. She was like, <gasps> guys don't just do that. And I was like, no. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think. She was, I was like, hey, he's like really straight. Like, I, I've dated straight guys before, but like, he's like, I don't know. Like, he's really like into pussy, super straight. Like, I don't think he would know what to do. Like, She's like, I'm telling you, no one says that to you unless they're like romantically interested. Ever. 100%. But then I could never, I couldn't pick it, I couldn't pick it back up. <gasps> Was he and I'm too glad straight I for didn't. you? Well, <laughs> no, I I was just too self-conscious and I was too insecure Look and I wasn't ready. Look at the story ready. you told yourself. You're like, there's no way. And he fully was like, 
kiss me. Like, couldn't be more forward. I know. I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. And then, but you well, know what? Things that. happen for a reason because, like, not even a week later, I met the, the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So, right. I think my body was just like, no, not this. Not right. This. That's a shiny thing. You're going to get distracted. We're still really good friends. I was like, but my dad always would be like, don't get distracted by shiny things on the way to find your dream, Tommy. Like, oh, yeah. Racehorses don't win by looking at other horses. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> like, I love it. And then, like, send me like 14 TikTok on books. Um, <laughs> and so he's like the most, like, you would not expect like this Jew from the South who like works in the car industry to like be sending you Tara Brock podcasts. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Meditations I love of your sorts. dad. So, but I, I, you would absolutely love my dad. Oh, He's yeah, a fucking 100%. icon and legend. All my friends like wanted to fuck him and I was like, what is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> he's just like the coolest. But, you know, I felt like I wasn't sure if I was ready to even like date anyone and I knew that if I entertained this person because of like sobriety stuff, it would be really intense. Yeah. We already knew way too much about each other to like start a relationship, you know, just because of sobriety in ways. Like we just were like, let me tell you about all my trauma. Like, let me tell you about the yeah. 10 times I was raped. Like, just like yeah. all this information that's just like not sexy all the time. But, like really like <laughs> you're supposed to come out like a year in maybe. Um, so I just was like, I think I kind of just knew. I was like, that's a shiny thing. That's not, that's not, we're not doing that right now. Like you mm-hmm. just got out of fuckboy territory. And I also knew that I was like interested in women in a way that I hadn't really been aware of since high school. So mm. I had this like unresolved, unexplored thing. Right. I was like, no, I like set out this. I was like, this is the year that I'm going to go on some dates with girls and like feel that out again and like not feel ashamed about it. So you were in high school, you were interested in girls more? I so? was, yeah. And then I think like, you know, it's like you pick identifiers that feel safe and cozy. And, like, right. If you're gay, then you can't be like it's if everything felt really binary at the time in right. 2006 or whatever. And mm-hmm. there wasn't as much fluidity, like in that sense. And like, I feel like everyone in Gen Z fucks ever, like, fucks any. Right. Like, yeah. I'm just like, wow, you guys are so cool. The amount of 22 and 23 year old boys who hit on me is like insane. Really? Well, is it now? That's what I wanted to ask you. Is it like straight guys and gay guys? Like, is it everything? And like, no, your DMs no, definitely not gay like, guys. What? But it's, it's, I would say it's, it's mostly like bros, like boys, like full on bro dudes, full on just like dudes. Yeah. yeah. Who like don't care like what your like parts are. They're just yeah. like, they see you as like a beautiful girl. Literally, like this guy who was trying to help me with my bike today. I was like, I could tell he like didn't see me. But then there are people who fetishize trans women, right? And so then that's another thing to be cognizant of. I've been fortunate to not have that experience, I guess, as much. Because mm-hmm. I was so insular and like private during my transition that I wasn't like right. out in the world. Um, yeah, and then I fell in love with someone who doesn't fetishize me in that way. Is this the first woman? That I've been with in a very long time, yeah. How is it for you? How does it... Oh, it's just great. It's very affirming. It's very safe and very... Also not safe. And like being in love is so scary and so uncomfortable and so painful. So the all the universal feelings of being in love, I feel they're probably the same. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. I was really scared to admit that I was perhaps maybe attracted to women because I felt like I had such like safe relationships with all the women in my life because they thought of me as like a gay man. So they were like, oh, like you're the safest person in the world. And then suddenly right. like I transition and then become a little bit more threatening. And then like in my head, I was like, oh no, if I transition, and I'd like tell people that I might just be a lesbian or like bisexual, like are any of my girlfriends ever going to like trust me again? And again, these are like stories we tell ourselves. And so yeah. I, it was mm-hmm. like, when I fell in love, 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I did. I did. You know, so many of my best friends are women, straight cis women, make up my my closest friends, and I, those were the people I was most worried about. Those were the people who like cared the least, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, or I've had, I've had the like, I didn't need to tell me. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh, no. no. We no, no, just no, had no, Charlotte no, no. Lawrence, who I think you might know. Oh, I love Charlotte. She's the love she's, of our life. She's yeah. like one of our closest people. She's like our little sister. She's like our little uh, sister. Have you worked with her dad or something? No, because he he does TV stuff too. He's like he a TV. does yeah. TV stuff. Yeah, but she was talking about being bisexual and having that fear of like, if I say this to all my friends, like, you know, when she was younger, she's like, I kept it inside because are they going to feel uncomfortable changing in front of me? Are they going to feel like I want them? And she's like, it's a very different thing. Like you can still have that safety with people and not necessarily, you know, you can be gay, you could be straight, you could be into girls or not. And it doesn't mean just because you're into girls that you want to fuck all your friends. But that's Gen Z. That's <laughs> right. Gen yeah. Z. It is. Yeah. That's Gen yes. Z. That's like... Right. The fluidity. Yeah, like they it, don't. Yeah. They're just very, very seemingly very like straight and narrow boy. The other night was like, so like, what's the deal with you and your girl? Like, are you... Or like, what? Like, are you guys open? Or like, what, what's up? And I was like, sir. No. <laughs> I'm also not used to getting hit on. I know that maybe sounds weird. I was really not until recently. And I'm like, I would never know what to do in those situations. I'm just like, mm, you could be hitting on me and I just leave. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, we should go back inside. <laughs> you're just always like, run away. I was like, I don't really mean what you're saying. But Charlotte is like that. She's so like liberated and sprite free. But I'm oh, also yeah. like, oh, to be 21. Right. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. To be 20, I wish I was... I don't. No, I don't want to be 21 again. That was terrible. But I I do wish... I wish that I could have like one day is like this understood version of myself in my early 20s before I got sober to just be Mm. like, crazy girl at the party. Yeah. Uh, I can have one day as Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a question on, you know, and obviously this isn't a parenting magazine, but... No, but this is important. It's so important because I have two boys. Rachel has a girl, you know. We were watching a TV show the other day and it was a teenager that... Honestly, I don't know what the deal was. Like, I don't know if it was a she, he, they, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And Elliot, my son, goes, is that a boy or a girl? And I was like, I'm not sure, honey. And he's like, well, I think it's a boy, but that she talks like a girl. And I was like, Mm. totally. And I kind of felt stumped because we haven't had a lot of these conversations with Elliot yet. And, Mm. you know, we are moving away from a very conservative town outside of Sacramento. We're just moving back to LA. So he's going to now be in the world of what I consider regular folks. And how old is he again? Six. (laughs) Okay, cool. So, So how would you, where you stand, what would you say to parents that are like, how do I talk to my children about these issues. I'm actually going to drop a link for you. Okay. <laughs> Yay! We'll oh, wow. This <laughs> Love too. it. Sure. I think if you don't know, there's, again, like there's a book for this. 
There's a book that right. will like, there right. are books that right. will like, You're like lay... didn't we already talk about this? Get your no, information no, 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 off no, no, the no, internet. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, for me, I would just like sit down like any other conversation probably and try to be like, hey, so like, gender is a spectrum. If this is how you believe. If you don't believe this, like, I'm, I can't help you. I'm not going to sit here and like try to convince you that like trans right. people exist. Uh, but like, if you're like, I want to teach my kids that like gender fluidity is real or like the people can be whatever they want to be when they grow up based on how they feel. And like the sit book I sent you was like a book for kids called It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity. Awesome. It's like similar to like explaining like, you know, if you see someone in a wheelchair, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are a few different reasons why like your friend might be in a wheelchair or like right. this kid you go to school with uses a cane or those are two moms with a kid, like whatever it is, right? So it's like you can have these types of conversations and I think it can be completely the same. I think... I think you're right. I think it is the same. I think what's nice about pronouns, right? Or whatever is like... More and more people have done this to me recently, like cis people, presumably straight, very like heteronormative people being like, hey, really quick, I just want to like make sure like your pronouns are... I was volunteering at a camp a few weeks ago, a theater camp. And I think like two of the moms were like, just want to clarify, what are your pronouns? And you're like, that, but that's a really nice way to like, you can ask kids that, right? Like, wow, if you're not sure, Elliot, why don't you ask Mabel what Mabel's pronouns are? Right. Oh, yeah. See, those little things, though, like I didn't think about, I did feel stumped. I was like, yeah, it is. Well, it's of course, because a- you're also like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, yes. Uh. Right. And then it's suddenly like- I've... Yeah. What can you and can't you say or talk about or how do you do it? Like my daughter had a similar thing and she was like, you know, so-and-so isn't it. And I'm like, no, like, I don't think it is the pronoun, (laughs) you know, because she didn't understand. And we had, you know, you have a conversation and it's, you know, like anything else. And Olivia has a child who is special needs. Briar has a cousin who's special needs. So there are these conversations and they're used to things that might look a little bit different from a majority of, you know. Absolutely. So... Yeah. I found that people who grow up with family members or close community members who are special needs or parents of, if you're willing to show up and be present for that experience, are some of the most like empathetic and caring people in the world. I could see that because Elliot, my son, like he, it's so cute. Like we'll be on the playground and Shepard, the youngest, wears hearing aids. And Mm -hmm. Elliot will explain to other kids. Shepard was born deaf? Yeah. So he's partially deaf. I have cousins who are born deaf. Yeah. Oh, they're really? Twins and they're going blind, actually, as well. Oh, wow. had a lot of, Sweeties. But yeah, the cochlears and stuff. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, cochlear. Yeah. yeah my stepdad, like whole, my stepdad's thing. deaf and has a cochlear. There's, so there's lots, you know, around. But that's mm-hmm. a great thing that yeah. I didn't think of is, yeah, like, we hear different. You know, like right. Shepard hears this way, Elliot. Like this person feels this way. So mm-hmm. it's like very yeah. factual. I think you can be really like simple and be like, some people are born in the wrong body. Or the, right. some people are born in a body that doesn't feel right to how they feel on the inside and how we mm-hmm. feel spiritually and how we feel emotionally and how we feel in our brain and in ourselves isn't always reflected in how we appear to the world. And mm-hmm. so... Sometimes you want to dress in a certain way so that you can appear in a certain way and be seen and valued and like respected. I maybe like whatever the words are for a six-year-old, I don't entirely know, but I think, yeah. And then I think there's conversations like it must be really interesting, I would imagine, to have kids at that age because also there's like a community of moms and dads and parents, right? So then like I have a non-binary cousin who's pretty young who came out as non-binary 
a year and a half ago. And it's it's been a challenge for sure in certain ways. They live in like rural New England. And mm. for the most part, it's been really great. But then, you know, I think it's always hard as a parent to reimagine the life of your child because things didn't turn out the way you thought they were going to turn out, right? And I'm sure you feel that way entirely. Mm-hmm. But it could be the same of like, you're a dad who has a boy who you think is going to be a basketball star because you were mm-hmm. a basketball star, but the boy likes coding. So right. you got to like yeah. come to terms with the fact that the boy likes coding. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be that different. Right. The only difference really is that like trans people, specifically trans kids in America, especially right now, are very much under attack by legislation and by... Right. Their communities and by the safety of schools and by... I mean, literally, there's about to be a 10-day hearing in Arkansas in October about healthcare for trans kids and whether like kids should be allowed to transition at all or humans should be allowed to transition or if it should be criminalized federally if the parents allow their kids to transition and support that. Like, like very real issues, really like right. pertinent, pressing, like things that are going on today, right, in this country. And so I think it's really important to facilitate conversations with your kids, but also try to facilitate those conversations with parents too. Mm -hmm. My guess is that person's parent could be feeling really uncomfortable because they don't know how to always... You know, be like, hey, like your kid's so cool. We just want to make sure like Elliot asked me like what their pronouns are. Like just want to Mm -hmm. make sure like they feel really like affirmed and like we just just want to make sure we don't mess with you. Like whatever it is, right? That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I like Do you that. feel like there's a certain age that is more like if you were going to transition and the kids that want to transition, do you feel like there's like an age that might be better for it or an age that's too young? You know what I mean? Like, do you have a view on that? No, I don't. I think some people know really. I would say I knew really early on and I was presenting as a girl for a long time, but there was no information or like my parents mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, Tommy likes to wear dresses to school. And unfortunately, there's some like shit going down because of that. Let's switch schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think had I been born 10 years later and my parents had the information that we have now and it was more sort of widespread and circulated through the internet and media and there were more trans people on commercial TV and film, I probably would have been seeing like a gender specialist as a younger kid and I probably would have started transitioning while I was in puberty. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't my experience. Right. So I have friends with kids who are trans who are getting into this conversation around puberty with hormones and things because mm-hmm. you basically have a short window of like, there's like puberty blockers and then you can basically like shift the child's puberty trajectory if they're trans mm-hmm. to be aligned with their gender identity. I'm like, if your kid has been saying this for however long, you know when it's true. My mom knew that I was a girl from like day one. Wow. But like didn't understand that that was a thing that I could be. Like when we finally had like the conversation about me transitioning, she was like, you've always been a girl. (laughs) And I was like, well, yeah, I know. She's like, Mm -hmm. but I I just don't think... For example, it was really hard for her to switch pronouns for me because, you know, almost 30 years of using certain pronouns. She's like, I just like, I don't... I've always seen you as a girl, but it's just like, I don't know why the pronouns matter. And I'm like, well, it just matters less between you and me and more between like us and the outside world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like having those facilitating those conversations. But I, I think ultimately, I wish, I wish, I wish I had a community and I lived in a world where we could have had these conversations sooner because mm-hmm. it would have saved me a lot of like unnecessary <laughs> trauma and like discomfort and 
fear and like self-hatred and confusion. Mm. If there was just like someone to facilitate even the, just to be like, hey, trans people are, exist. Like I didn't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Had never seen a trans person until college that I was aware of. Wow. I wasn't like a Tumblr kid where Mm -hmm. I know a lot of like trans people of my generation met each other. I didn't grow up in a coastal city. I was going to gay bars, but at that point I was already like just identifying as like a gay boy and like a hot commodity in town. So I was getting a lot of validation that way. I didn't know any trans women. I didn't know. And then I went to college and I was like, Mm. fuck. Mm. And then like shows came out and Orange came out and Laverne was there and there was the cover of Time and the trans tipping point and like one thing built on another thing. And I was like, oh my God, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, how did I not know this? Here's your permission. <laughs> Literally, but we do need permission. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why information is powerful. And that's why it's like, I'm down to talk about it in spaces that feel good to talk about it in because it's helpful. Yeah. It's helpful for me even hearing this conversation yeah. and hearing you talk about it, you know? Because, you know, there's questions and you want to understand. And if you haven't gone through it, and obviously you can't. Well, I'm like, not that many people have trans. Like, I think if you are really honest with yourself, I'm sure everyone is like no less than two or three degrees from a trans person. But like, Mm -hmm. my guess is neither of you probably have like super close trans friends. Which isn't to say, I mean, maybe you do, but like, it's it's not a judgment. We have close gay friends. Yeah, close gay friends. And I have two close friends whose children... Mm-hmm. are trans. Are you still considered trans if you haven't transitioned? No, yeah, you're a trans kid. Yeah. Well, there's no, again, what is transition, right? Like, I don't think you right. have to. Yeah, that's why it gets tricky. And I think that I like your attitude of not being so fragile with it because I think that it gives people permission to fuck up and ask the wrong questions well, or what's, say it what's wrong. What's the worst question someone could ask you? I think anything medical. Similarly, like, I would like to think yeah, you wouldn't like if you see someone whose like hair seems to be falling out, you're not gonna be like, what kind of cancer do you have? Right. You know, or whatever. Like it's like you shouldn't ask anyone questions about their body and like no. Yeah. It's like basically like the privates. I'm yeah. sure someone in your life has been like, Did you have your boobs done? Or like right. whatever. Like no one's ever no. asked me that. They don't ask Trust that. They know that we haven't. People, but or whatever. Maybe they'll yeah. I, I don't know. Like yeah, no, I know what about, you're saying. And that's the one thing in my head that I've stopped myself. Like, I'm not going to ask you, like, the private questions, the medical private questions, because I feel like that is crossing a line. Asking anyone anything about their, like, medical history, unless you guys are super fucking tight, and it's offered to you, is inappropriate. I think if you use the same rules with trans people that you use with cis people, like, you're not going to fuck up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, and even this, it's weird to me, because I'm like... You know, oftentimes we have things that identify us, right? That mm-hmm. we have, like, for instance, okay, I'm sober. I have, or I'm a mom of special needs kids. Mm-hmm. or And I'm very vocal about these things so people feel like they can talk to me about it. And I'm cool yeah. with that, right? People aren't asking me the intricacies of my vagina. No. <laughs> no. I mean, some people might no. ask me, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, when it gets to a certain yeah. point, it's like... Why do people think just because someone... But I'm sure it's the first question I'm sure people want to ask you, like, oh, do you still have a penis? You know what I mean? Like, that's what... Yeah, I think... I mean, I'm sure, right? Because it was also a question that I had when I was around trans people. Right, right. <laughs> like, of course, that's a... It's, a, it's not to say... All of our first thoughts tend to be bad and wrong, let's be honest. <laughs> right. No one's first thought is great. 
I would say my first like five are pretty terrible. Um, I think like ultimately what I try to do in general, like across the board with everybody that I encounter is to just pick up whatever they're putting down. Mm-hmm. Totally. Read mm-hmm. the room. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you are privileged to have eyes, right. read the fucking room. Right. 90% of communication is nonverbal. People wear what they wear intentionally for the most part. Right. So like if someone has like a manly face, but is like wearing really feminine clothes, read the room. And then yep. mm-hmm. God forbid, they're like, oh no, I'm a dude. I just like, I like to wear dress. And it's like, great, cool. Well, at least uh, then fine. Now I know that. Thank you for that information. Right. Um, but I think it's better safe than sorry and like common sense. I get misgendered sometimes. And I'm like, I mean, like literally like have like C-cut boobs or like, like busting out of the sports bra. Read the room. Right. <laughs> You're like, I have boobs. Like, I, I mean, like they're way bigger than I thought they were going to get. And like, I think we could literally stop growing now. Actually, that would be great. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think like, I, yeah, if I can leave you with any tidbit, it's to pick up what people are putting down, period. Like across the board. It's just so much easier. Right. That's a lesson for life, though. I think that all the time because yeah. I'm like, people always talk to my husband and he's a doctor, like always right. come up and they talk to him about medical issues. And it's like... And they're like, tell me about COVID. And you're like, <laughs> well, I specialize in toenails, so... <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, they're not picking up that he's trying to, you know, relax on a hammock right now. Yeah, like he doesn't want to look at your like butt mole. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My cousin's like a chiropractor and he's like, I would love to go to a party where I'm not half drunk cracking people's backs because I feel like I have to. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just want to thank you for being so open and willing and talking to us and taking the time. Oh, fuck Mary Kill. We do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. We usually think of this beforehand and we didn't. So we're going to go. We're going to go. <laughs> Let's do Zach Efron. Zach Efron today or Zach Efron before? <laughs> Any which version you okay. want. Zach Efron. Okay. Um, uh, 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 who's uh, Olivia Rodrigo? Sure. I don't know. Sure. I'm just trying to think like generally, gen- oh you know, like because uh-huh. I, I tend to go like old school. Well, I actually, I mean, but you and I aren't that far apart age wise. 10 years. Ah. Right, maybe. We I got know. a decade. Okay. Okay, Zach Efron, Olivia Rodrigo, and Michael B. Jordan. Oh my God, this is, this is so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to have to kill Zach Efron. You're going <laughs> to? Yeah. I'm going to kill Zach Efron. I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. I mean, that's going to be some nice serenade. And I'm going to fuck Michael B. Jordan because... Why not? And it's not that I wouldn't want to marry Michael B. Jordan. It's just that like I can't imagine spending the rest of my life with a man. There you go. There you go. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. You did it. And I also can't imagine fucking Olivia Rodriguez. (laughs) 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 She's so young. So I'm like, she's so wait, is she not even purest... 18 and I just did that? How old is she? No, 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 no. She's 21, I think. But it feels it just okay. feels young. Jesus. So it's just it does like, feel yeah, young. Okay, I, Hold on. I, you killed yeah. you killed Zach Efron today, which makes him yeah. dying as a where are we? Leo Cancer. Cancer? Zach yeah, Efron dying is dying. As a Leo. It's Leo season. Leo. He's dying as Leo. a Leo. Zach Efron just killed... died as a Leo. And I wonder what okay, wait, real quick. What is Zach? His birthday? Is it a CH or is it Zach Efron's sign? He's a Libra. 
Oh. He's a Libra. Oh. But he's oh. dying as a Leo. He's dying as a Leo. In hell. In hell. That's my his moon face sign. doesn't give Libra. His face gives Leo. Gemini. Oh, Gemini. Gemini. Ever changing. I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> he doesn't give me Libra vibes at all. <laughs> oh, my God. This was so much fun. Um, I got to go because I need to pee. Okay, go. And then go. Go to, go to Pilates. Go um, do, do your Pilates. Let me know. But Absolutely. I'll be here. I'll be around. And you in LA. Okay. Tommy Dorfman. Tommy Dorfman. You didn't, you didn't, you haven't listened, right? Or you don't know? No, I didn't. I don't listen to the show. Well, you weren't here. You weren't I missed this one. Yeah, I did. This is your favorite show. It is. <laughs> he loves Lonely Island. Best. Sorry, armchair, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. He's a broad at heart. Same oh, yeah. Thing. Do we have a name for listeners? Yeah. Oh, because they have armchairies. We have broads. No. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I'm going to come up with it because it's like my favorite yeah, thing in life. Because your... I wanted to be in advertising just to come up with jingles and like that was really my dream. Not jingles, but Will like. you write a jingle for us? Not a jingle. I got a broad. I didn't want to. Slogan, slogan. I didn't, a slogan. Thank you. Jingles I do remember like from growing up. Any commercial that was on in the 80s, 90s, I remember this, like, kick, spill it, splatter it. It doesn't matter. It's liquid Clorox, too. Do you remember this commercial? I remember you <laughs> singing this commercial. I don't know if I remember the actual commercial. Okay, so for some reason, I have no memory, but I remember jingles. We did do a second part to the song, Rachel and I did. Remember? We did. We wrote a second verse to our theme song. Yeah. But what about it? You want to sing it right now? No, I don't even remember it. I'm just saying we <laughs> did create a little jingle, jangle. Oh, yeah. More like a rap. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to ask Genevieve to sing that. Our Work. second verse? Did yeah. you read it? Did we, did yeah, we you send, send it to you? I think you I think sang we... me it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> On like a voice memo. I'm going to look oh, at yeah. my notes. No, we I, have think, them in I think you texted me the lyrics also. Which you I don't know? think we've ever... Have we ever given a shout out to... Genevieve? Genevieve and Stephen? We have to give um some mad mad who what am I from Northern California? I gotta get some mad props. <laughs> like mad Hella recognition. Respect. Hella respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um no to Genevieve Schatz, who sang our theme song beautifully. I've known Genevieve for a very, I know you very have. long time. How long? For like 15 years. Probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Steven Patterson, who wrote the music. He's got a band called the White Rabbits. Yep. He plays drums for Hamilton Lighthouser. Hamilton the Musical? Nope. The guy from The Walkman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, right. And Kevin Morby. What? What? Kevin oh. Morby is another musician. You are the music man here, okay? And you, the Wells Fargo wagon is the... <laughs> oh drum. boy, here we go. Music man's a musical and that's a song from it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All hot and matcha again. <laughs> uh, you know? You don't know? No, Do you but need I... more matcha? No. I think Alfred's is open till seven. No, no more matcha for me. I still want to know the name of the people listening. I know. I need time. Yeah, she needs a room. That is my on job. I my need dream. Time. <laughs> what is that? 
Oh, yeah. What is that? I need. It's from a song. Yeah. What song is that? I need time. Oh, you're trying is to it think like of it? Justin Timberlake or no. like. I thought it's it Britney. Was... NF. What? There's a band called NF that has that lyric. No, it's Britney. Britney. Bitch. <laughs> I need time. Yes. I probably, probably need to cut that. Do you get it? I need, need space. space. <laughs> Come on. Britney. Is it that's um a, yeah, that's a Britney what's Spears the one song in her overprotected? Red Unitard. Overprotected. Oh. Overprotected. Can you play a clip? Yeah. Got it in the headphones. What? Say hello, hello to, to the, the girl, girl that I am. <laughs> Rob's favorite song. <laughs> I've never heard this song. <laughs> were you not into Britney? In no, her I can't say I was. Prime? You weren't like, oh my God, like she's so pretty. I really think she's cool. None of that. That was not your thing. Does not seem like Rob's type. No. No, Marissa's more my type. Fucking Ooh. Rob. Anna ultimately is like the girl, but she was only there for not very long. So then he just like, oh, I'll go with Marissa because what are my other choices? Hey. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, I was saying hey. Oh. <laughs> hey. We need to get it together here. I know. We need to get our acts together. Sorry, Tommy. 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 We love Tommy. Dorfman. Dorfman. Yes. Her style is oh fucking impeccable. She's I'm yes. She makes me want to up my game. Like you look at her Instagram and you're like, holy fuck, she is doing it. Beautiful. She is like so funny, so endearing, and her willingness just to be open about her whole journey was moving. Yes. The most moving part too was when she was talking about her uncle Tommy. And if everyone I wish everyone could have seen her little face when she looked at the picture of him. Of him holding holding her her. as a baby. Yeah. It was definitely loaded. Super loaded and was really sweet. Heartfelt. Rob yeah. He's looking at us like I yeah, don't know Rob what they're here. talking about. Rob, I need, need time. time. I feel like Tommy would be into that song with us and not disrespect us like Rob is. <laughs> what <do> you, <laughs> not disrespect what, Brittany. What do you want me to do? I want you to, to pretend like I. Do you think if she made that song, I'm a slave for you, like today, that she could? Probably not. Yeah, because no. I was about to sing it, and I was like, "Wait, I bet you can't." I weirdly thought that. At the time? No, uh, I watched the, the Britney versus Spears Aaron Lee Carr documentary. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. But um, on Netflix. You watched that? I did too. My, I'm friends with Aaron. That made it. Oh, okay. Um, and they played the music video from that. And I was like, lyrically, I don't know that you can get away can with that. This. Yeah. Huh. Now I want to know what the names are. I know. And I'm going to come up with it. But if I sit and think right now, there's going to be a long. Actually, you let's two watch. converse. Yeah, Let let's me watch. think. Let's watch. Let's watch. Let's watch her thing. Let's watch. Let me read you our second verse because maybe it'll inspire something. Let's hear it. So strap on in or on if you prefer. All are welcome. He, she, he, she, they, him or her. We made humans that started as yokes. So listen in because we've got mad jokes. Mad again. Our ideas are as broad as Bob Ross's strokes. We'll talk about births and texts that are obscene. We'll talk about ways to make your partner cream. 
Join two best friends as they trip down memory lane and bring the depth in folks to uncover we're all the same. Have you ever made a partner cream? What does that mean? <laughs> I've made a partner <laughs> cream, cum? like squirt cream. <laughs> I'm glad we did not include all that in our theme. It got you real X rated. Did it? Oh. Rob is all of a sudden got so wholesome. He's like, geez, guys, I just got so X rated. Okay, so our listeners' names, like broad ideas. We have the Broadneys. <laughs> Broadneys. Broadneys. You said you were good at this. <laughs> She made me laugh. It killed me. The broad knees. <laughs> we should play categories. I fucking love categories. I do too. You do? You do? I'm all um, on game night. We're playing it at dinner tonight. Okay. Folks. Do you play okay. where you can use adjectives? Give me an example. What's an it? <laughs> Stop it. Like I'm peeing myself ass, a little bit. If it was ass an animal, would you could you put slimy turtle? No, no. I do not allow it. No. Okay. Nope. Hey, give me that an is example. Not, <laughs> I know, but I needed an example. How would you use well, this adjective? And technically you like can get slutty the, girls. If yeah. it's could you do slutty girls? Nope. Nope. Sluts. Yeah, you could just use yes. And do you do the double points if you Yes. Yeah. If, if you, you can, if it's a, if it's hitter. the same, if it's how would you get a double if it's not an adjective? Like, like um, Seattle Seahawks? Yes, for... exactly. Yeah. You just you just gave your own example. Chris Christopherson. Chris, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Chris Cuomo. Wait, is Chris Christopherson like, okay. I think okay. it's a K. Is that? No, no, is yeah, that? it is a K. Don't ask no, me. I know. How do you love categories with your abilities to not spell so well? But you don't have to spell in well, categories. Well, like, she didn't know that, like, well, how do you, you know, know it was Chris Christoph? What is well, it? Well, yeah. I mean, the C's, the, uh, the C's, C's and, and the K's, K's are, are going to trip you up. Yeah. Maybe. But what was it? Is it a C it's or a K? It's a K for the last name. Fine. Yeah. But you would have had it right because you, you got, Chris. got Chris. I would have gotten Chris, Chris, but I would have been all happy and then I would have lost one. Yeah. My brother, so when we play categories, we actually call him this. He always tries to get away with things. Like the letter was O and it was like people that work at a hotel. And he wrote overlords. That's not a thing. I know. And he argued it till like, and so now we call him Overlord. Overlord. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could see. An Overlord at a hotel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. But yeah, Leah and I, when we lived together, like we would just sit up at night in our living room and just play categories. <laughs> I was there too. Have you played catchphrase? <laughs> No, but I heard that's fun. What was that other thing we used to play all the time? It wasn't categories, but we could take it with us in the car. Mad Libs. Oh, well, yeah. Everyone was like, since you were a kid on your face. I feel feel like she's bullying me right now. (laughs) I'm feeling tender, vulnerable, and scared. Uh, Have have you ever played the hat game? I don't know. You told me about that. Is that hat like a, a good one. swingers thing? <laughs> yeah, everyone puts their keys in a hat. No, it's no. But you told me about everyone, it. Everyone, you need like a decent sized group, maybe like six or more. Everyone writes a phrase or mm-hmm. a couple words on a card. Then they go in a hat. First round is like catchphrase. Mm-hmm. So you're describing it without saying the words. Mm-hmm. You're learning all the words as you're going through the first round. Then they. Go back in for the second round, and you have to do charades. 
I have played that. Yeah. So then you have to like run up. You're talking about running charades, no, no. though, I think. This is that's oh. what she's yeah, talking about, yeah. I mean. Oh. This is like two teams and you get a minute to get as many as possible. Minute to win it? Minute to win Wait, it. Wait, give me an example of the... So you have a catchphrase and then you have to do what? You have to try to describe it without saying yeah. it. So give an example. Yeah, please. Uh, we love to play. <laughs> just any phrase. We so can't like, what? Uh, Minute twinkle, to win Twinkle, twinkle, it. little star. So you're trying... I'm trying to get so you guys like, to say shiny. this. So you're like shiny... This is a nursery rhyme that kids think oh, about no. things I was in literally the trying sky. to think of other words for the exact word. And I'm trying to get shiny, you to say shiny, exactly. Shiny, petite, fire in the sky. You guys <laughs> don't want to play charades with me because now that I have a son that can't the sign language, <laughs> speak, I am so damn good at reading people. We have this go. game. And then the, so there's a third round where you just get to say one word. So I would say nursery. For Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. If they haven't gotten it by that point. Is that your thing? No. You each, still have to go, go through, through the each... same clues each round. So there's three. But then how did you not catch on to what it already is? Yeah. That's the point. You're like learning them each round, but there's 50 phrases in there. Hmm. I want to play. Yeah. That's good, okay. That's a good We're one. done here. Bye, guys. <laughs> We're going to play yeah. games. <laughs> but what I do love games. as a catchphrase? Anything you say? You said catchphrase. I didn't. Oh, you made that up. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we've done versions where it's like put raunchy, raunchy things on there. You naughty boy. Um, or like we play with my family. My mom writes like, "I love my family." Oh, that's sweet. So it can be whatever. Okay. Cards Against Humanity when it first came out was fun. That was a banger. Remember I loved when we it. played that at your condo? My condo in Santa Monica. Oh yeah, I do. Is that when I made a like a roast? Yes, you made a roast. I did. And we played cards. Now, let me tell you, my idea of a good time. It's a roast in games. It's a roast in a game night. Same Z's. I love game night. Love game night. Do you like roasts? Yeah. Rob's so yeah. bougie, though. Yeah. He'd be like, it'd have to be like a beef bourguignon bon from like marinade for like 18 days. <laughs> do, I, do I have an accent? <laughs> yeah. A bougie yes, one. You have a, that's a bougie accent, by the way, everyone. <laughs> you remind me of the chef in Little Mermaid. Zutolo, I have missed one. You remind me of the babe. The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do? You do. Remind me of the babe. Please tell me you know that movie. Little Mermaid? No, that we just sh we shifted real quick. <laughs> no. The Labyrinth, the Labyrinth with David oh, yeah, Bowie yeah. and Jennifer Connelly. That is one of my favorite movies. It's up there. For you? Mm-hmm. So how did you not well, recognize you not that? It's because we're singing it? <laughs> yeah. When you guys are talking. <laughs> you don't listen? I'm crying Nothing inside. resonates. <laughs> I love that movie. I have a really, like, very strong obsession with anything Muppet-like. I think I still have that on DVD. That would make sense. I think I have it on Laserdisc. Do you still have a DVD I player? My dad does. <laughs> uh, I've got an Xbox that'll play DVDs. Oh, that's oh. right. Oh, Jeff's dad just sent him all their home movies on VHS and a TV with a VHS player. That's actually pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. They saved every one of his toys. Isn't that nuts? Sounds a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, they, all his original Star Wars. Like, I mean, it's cool it's, now. It's really yeah. cool. Not the, like, lame toys. It's all his, like, good toys from when he was a kid. It's I can't imagine cool. doing that, though, for, like, Calvin. Well, no, nowadays, it's, like, different. 
You yeah, know? but they have like basements and cellars. And oh, yeah, and the East Coast. His yeah. room is the same from high school, and so is his sister's. That, that's bananas. That's fucked up. Like, I didn't no, but that's that like, it's like, a, it's like a real, yeah. I thought that was in the movies. And when I went there, I was like, I feel strangely comforted <sighs> that this exists. Uh-huh. Like, that you have your high school bedroom with your trophies and... How old are his parents? Well, his mother, his mom just passed. His dad is 74, maybe. Does he find, like, comfort in having that? He's never had it any other way, so he doesn't know what it's like. So when it goes away, is he going to... Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a real thing. Like, when we go there, he sleeps in his old bedroom. His his old pajamas. His kids sleep in his bed and play with his toys. It's kind of sweet. That's really sweet. You know? That's very and then sweet. His sister's room is like all the flower wallpaper on mm-hmm. the wall and all the dolls and all the stuff, but it's not it's not creepy. It's sweet. I, I, I really I like agree. that. Yeah. It's very sweet. My my mom still has the same house that, you know, I grew up in since I was six. So do my parents. Oh really? No, I my knew room that. is not the same. Your room's they not didn't the same, keep yeah. Your room? No, the no. second I moved out, my room was they were like, Nope, get all I this also shit had out of here. Like four different rooms in that house. <laughs> yeah, I moved rooms too. So it wasn't like the same the whole life kind of thing. I do understand that though. And like long for that nostalgia like that. Like that yes. was like my, I get it. It's comforting to have like that house yeah. still. Yeah. I lived in twenty houses by the time I was like nineteen. That's crazy. Yeah. I counted recently, and I was like, that's insane. I lived in one. You lived in one, yeah. Well, and then after 18, I've, Natalie and I counted, and we move like every year. I like moving. But not now. Do you like moving? I do, yeah. I do, too. too. I like having the space totally changed up. Me, too. We're moving right now, and I actually had a little mini panic attack. Today? Yeah. Because I like the house I was in. No. no, she's moving back to her old house that they still own, you know, and she's coming back to it. But she's leaving her magical house that they redid, and it's in like a beautiful space. And but the neighborhood's not the same. Like we're gonna have to move. Okay, so I saw a guy today and coffee line. He had the frosted tips. Yeah, and his mustache died to match. Oh, he really? did little dipstick, mm-hmm. little tip. <laughs> he looked like Mark Mark McGrath. Oh. Yeah. We hung out with Mark, Mark yeah, we McGrath did. quite a because he was like best friends with McG and when the OC first mm. started and he lived next door to Kevin. Yes, he did. That's right. Kevin. I'll talk. I was thinking of the other guy. What was that song? Remember you and Leah? You come, my yeah. come, come, my little. Oh, You're my I know that flag. song. Sugar. Uh, Is that Limp Biscuit? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Limp Biscuit. No, it's not. Uh, I just said Limp Biscuit. No, no, no. That was. <laughs> Come a little, come, come, come a little. Crazy town. Yes. Oh. Then what did Limp Biscuit sing? Nookie. And oh, I did it all for the nookie. Hot dog flavored yeah. water. They did uh, hot dog flavored water. <laughs> yeah. Shepherd would love that. And that song, Faith. What's that? Gotta have faith. Wait, isn't that? That's a cover. George Michael. Yeah, they they <laughs> covered it. Got it. I was like, I know that song. Ah, well. So. When you and Bill broke up, up, (laughs) Um, what did you miss the most? His big dick. (laughs) 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 And you can keep that. (laughs) 
Oh, that's funny. And cut. Let's move on. <laughs> How much weight do you give astrological signs when you're going to date someone? None. Zero. Zero. Do you even ask them? I do because it's conversational and I'm like, oh, you know, but then I don't really know enough about it. To be, I know a little. What percentage know? Most people know their birth signs. Yeah. Are you saying like you don't think guys know their signs? Do you don't, not know I yours? I don't know mine and I think You're we've talked about it on here. You're a Gemini. Yeah. He you should to, learn like, about fact you. Know, I'm on like the... My brother's I, I know I'm on the edge, so that's why I never remember. Because I'm on... You're not I'm on, on the cusp. Yeah, it's the yeah. 23rd, isn't it? My birthday's the 20th. I know. He's not on the cusp. So you're not on the cusp. You're a Gemini. You're a Gemini. My brother's you're a Gemini. You're one person with us, and then you go home, and you're a different person. <laughs> you know it. Just like Manon's. Just like Manon's? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Manon's a Libra, I think. No, June 21st is the cutoff for Gemini. Oh, right. is it? Yeah. Oh. So I'm right on the edge. Mm, if you you were the Gemini 21st, you'd and be then on the cusp. To well, cancer? Sure. I'm very close. No, you're not on the you 21st, You actually Rob. read a little bit more like a cancer. That's what I'm told. Yeah, that's true. No, so you do know stuff. You're over there but like, I don't even know like what I am. Or Uncle Jennifer. Nothing. No, or Bill Hader. Well, I think we've had this exact conversation. We have. It's, it takes a while for it to go in on us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had this conversation. <laughs> but yeah. because I'm on the edge makes me just forget both. Okay. I'm close to a... Well, a few days, maybe. Yeah. But am I more Leo than Virgo? No. No, you're, Vir you're a Virgo. Virgo. I remember when I was a kid, I thought I was a virgin, which I was. But I, I you were. <laughs> but I remember I would... That's what I like said once and all the adults laughed and I was really embarrassed. Like, what sign are you? It was like my dad's girlfriend and her friends. I was a little kid. And you said, I was like, I'm, I'm a, a virgin. virgin. And they all laughed. They're like, I hope so. <laughs> and I was like, I feel so stupid. Oh, Poor me. Libra is the only one that's not a creature or some sort of... It's a symbol. It's a symbol. It's the only one that's a symbol. Well, what the fuck is a Virgo? A woman? It's the virgin. What's well, we all know that I'm not that. Crab. Yeah. Crab. Gemini is a scale, right? No, that's a Libra. No, Gemini Libra. is the... And I can't... I don't Two, know. Two bulls? Double-headed demon. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Libra was put in to balance out Scorpio and Virgo because they were so different that they oh, put in Libra. My daughter's a Scorpio. Yeah, I love Scorpios. Me Leah's too. Leah's a Scorpio. are Scorpio. What's Natalie? Rob. I don't know mine. Why do you think I know hers? You do know yours. You're like, people say I'm more like a cancer because Geminis really are not true to my nature. And my mom is a You went from bougie accents to like Mr. Know-it-all. She's a Sagittarius. That feels right. Yeah. She's saggy. Feels right. I'm sure it does, She feels right. Feels right. I said it feels right. You said she. Is she a flirt? Uh, yeah, she can be. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a sad thing? She's That's outgoing. a sad thing. But yeah, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a big thing. Like, oh, what sign are you, you know? It used to be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> okay. I think we, I mean, like. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Are we? Well, we got to say bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 the 
wasn't even normal. <laughs> Bye, 